What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Bonto Boys Podcast, the podcast that highlights the coolest talent in the African diaspora around the world. Um, I'm your host, Blake Oisa, here with Dr. Obanza. Right. And today our topic is Afro Ballers. And we got a really, really special guest. Um, today's guest is the founder of Afro Ballers, a platform that highlights African athletes on the continent and throughout the diaspora, created in December 2018. After the completion of his PhD thesis, this guy's incredible. Afro Ballers does a terrific job providing role models for aspiring athletes in the diaspora, as well showcase the untapped potential of the continent, economic as well as athletic. It's our pleasure to welcome to the podcast. And um, brother, please forgive me if I mispronounce your last name, Kevin Bahoon Wilson. Yeah, that was it, man. Perfect. Oh, right, right, I did it. I did it. Okay. Yeah. We're happy to have you here, brother. So, uh, um, Dr. Kevin, uh, yes. tell us about yourself. There was so much, so I'm glad, Patrick, you put it like in a nice little short paragraph, but tell us about yourself, brother. Uh, so, I was, I was born and raised uh, in Geneva, in the Geneva mm -hmm. area. Uh, and, uh, you know, I grew up playing basketball. Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up playing, I played with Clint Capella. I played for the um, mm -hmm. Atlanta Hawks now. Oh, and wow. The Houston Rockets. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, we played together. and. Um, yeah, then um, after my, uh, I think what you just called the GED in America. Uh -huh. Yeah, so after my GED, I went over the, um, I went to the UK to study. And uh, then uh, after my bachelor's, I did a PhD in the uh, University of Leeds in uh, mechanical engineering. Wow. And, yes, and then uh, after that, uh, when I finished it, you know, I kind of, like when I was writing my thesis, really, I was watching, you know, when you write a thesis, it's like a year long process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, when I was writing, I was watching a lot of basketball because, you know, it's my, it's one of my hobbies. Right. And I was watching Giannis, Joel Embiid, Oladipo. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, yo, you got so many Africans just doing the things, man, like just killing right. in the NBA. Right. And there's literally no platform for them, or as as far as I know, there's nothing. Right. So I do my, I do my research and I check everything and find all those platforms that you know that promote the, the African culture, dancing, mm -hmm. music, and everything. There's nothing for sports. And this, and like right now, we have so many African athletes dominating every single major leagues. Right. Right. The, the this is pretty much where the idea stemmed. I was like, yo, there needs to be a platform for us, for Africa. Uh, that was so I just kind of analyzed that gap and yeah, just overnight, I just made the name up, Apple Ballers, uh -huh. trying to just, you know, just try, try to find the fit, trying to create graphics. And uh, yeah, uh -huh. so like I found that, you know, uh, I found quite early on that that the next generation is attention and they they don't have they don't have a voice they don't have any media that you know that really covers them properly so like at the beginning of the platform i was covering them a lot and that kind of right. need to get a, lot, a bit of smoke you know to, to kind of get seen by nba people right espn journalists and so on and so forth right, so, right. yeah so that's uh yeah that's pretty much how our football started and uh Almost how how I got there, you know. But you isn't know, the more about it, the more we talk. Kevin, isn't it funny how there's one African player on every NBA team? That's incredible. Yeah, man, like that's pretty incredible. It's, it's almost at, almost every NBA team, right? Uh, uh, but like, yeah, 
like yeah, that just shows that we 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 are there now. We, I mean, there are, there's a lot of Africans that make it to the league. Right. So I think the the uh, interesting data is that there are about 50 NBA players in the, in the league. Yeah. Overall, like African descent. When I say African, I mean like guys that were born that they are second generation African, third generation Africans. Right. Uh, um, yeah, as long as they can kind of trace back to Africa, I call them Afro ballers. Right. Um, uh, yeah, there's about 50 of them in, uh, in the league. And that's pretty crazy. That's yeah, pretty because, crazy. Yeah, because we, we've only played what, basketball for what, 25, 30 years, maybe? Uh, basketball, yeah, it's, uh, no, it's older than that. Six more, 60. 60? But that's, but we, play, we play football. We don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is to the oh, you know what I mean? Oh, you mean Africans? You mean Africans yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's true. But that just shows that the kind of talent that we have. I mean, I think you know, we are good in athletics, we are good in entertainment, we are good in all those all those sports. And when you see African Americans, mm -hmm. what they do? There's nothing that we can do in Africa. We have, uh, in terms of entertainment, we have our own ways of doing entertainment. But we mm -hmm. just don't have the same, the same level of productions. When it comes to sports, we have the same talents. You see, Sadio Mane. In Europe, right. and, uh, like literally, we have the same, we have the same talents that um, um, that, that American, African Americans have. We just need to create opportunities for our people so they can shine, and then they can come and create back on the continent as well. Right. So the the that's pretty much the the idea is to really inspire people in the next generation and make them believe that they can do it. Right. Uh, they they you got to see someone like Ibaka. He was homeless, uh, like literally, he survived right. war, and like right. now he's a he's, he's one of the best defenders, one of the best defenders in the NBA. Um, right. And yeah. uh, literally, like the the, the most the most interesting part is that he's really focusing on investing back on the talent of the continent. Right, right. That's how it should be because we gotta help our people because. We don't have the same platforms that people in America have, right. and and the thing is, like, because we we are going through this 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 um this movement around Black Lives Matter, African Americans yeah. even even tap into their full potential in terms of, of growth and who they are. Yeah, so even below that right now. So like right now, like the thing to aim for all of us, for, like from the for the diaspora, is to be able to at least be seen as an African American in terms of. Um, Achievements and productions and so on and so forth. Right, but right, then right. The ultimate aim is to be respected at all levels. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. The confidence. Um, Patrick, you want to go to the next question? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you you started obviously you, you touched on how you came up with Afro Ballers. So I'm just yeah. wondering who else is uh on your team with you? Uh, so the team is um Poison Ivy, the DJ. Mm. Uh, she's the she's the DJ of the Dallas Mavericks. True DJ of the Dallas Mavericks. Word, yeah, word, man. Only DJ in the NBA, uh, second female ever to DJ in the NBA. So yeah, that's a she's a man. She's making moves, man. Like I'm telling y'all, yeah. The, the sis, the sis is doing great. The sis is uh, she's making history. And uh, beyond that, beyond uh, just basketball, she's just trying to be a voice for Africans and also for African females, you know. Uh, so I really respect her hustle. She's one of the people that supported me early as well in the journey. So uh, yeah, man, we we kind of joined forces together. Uh -huh. 
But yeah, no, she she has her own show on Afro Ballers called Mid Afro Ballers. I don't know if you had seen it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got to see an episode or two. Yeah. Interview NBA players and uh, uh, very soon it's gonna be more than that. But like, yeah, that's what we've been doing so far. And uh, yes, man, I also have a co-founder uh, based in uh, California. But man, this is it. Yeah. So that, that's how that's how we got. That's that's how that's how the team is built right now. Three people. Hey, when you come to LA, you let it, you let us know so we can come to what you call one of these um DJ parties. This is this yeah. is great. Oh, I'm wondering, and before you jump to the next one, Blake, I just wonder how did you get linked up with Poison Ivy and also your co-founder? Oh man, uh, I think this is a bit of like, like, okay, Afro Ballers is a platform that's not being. Uh, I think the concept has not been. I, I think it's been seen, but I don't think it's been executed like I have been doing it. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people have been talking about it. Even people that don't follow it, I, I, I know that they see the work that's being done. Mm-hmm. So I think they they came across it that way, you know, they followed it. And um, and uh, yes, man, like, you know, we ended up talking, like the funniest part with Poison Ivy was that one of my friends who's in fashion yes. uh, was at uh, an event and Poison Ivy was there. And I was like, yo, like, all you guys know each other. That's, you know, that's, that's weird. That's like you. You from the UK? She's from the US. Yeah. Partying together, like, I don't get. I don't get how it's working. Right. But, you know, you realize that when you get into the space, the world gets smaller. So uh, when you're in music, fashion, and everything, the world gets smaller. So uh, yeah, I kind of got like the official introduction to that friend. Right. Uh, uh, and um, yeah, man. We ever since we've been just kicking it. I met her. So we we talked before on WhatsApp and uh, so on and so forth. Then we went back together. Uh, for the um, basketball back borders, uh, Africa, yeah. he was there. So that's when we, you know, we uh, we really bonded together. And then, uh, yeah, man. And then uh, that's how I started. That's how I started. Kevin, what's a typical day for Afro ballers? So like, how yeah. is that all like, yeah. So the team is really lean right now. So um, it's really lean. So um, uh, first of all, to get African content is really hard, right? Right. And, uh, I'm pretty much the only person uh, putting the content on the platform. So it's draining, it's time consuming, mm-hmm. uh, especially now that there's nothing happening. You know, you gotta be so right. much in the mm-hmm. concept and you have to find concepts. And the fact that it's African as well, like you can't really take the content that everybody's posting because it's, so you're trying to create a different storyline, you're trying to make a different lane. Right. So, uh i think these are these this is yeah one of the challenges that i have is that you know i, I gotta create I, I gotta be the creator of that new narrative for african athletes so right. uh, and, uh, it, it's tough man it's tough and these days i'm a bit busy but when i spend some I, it takes me about yeah i would say three hours a day to get a good a good day on afro ball yeah mm, okay i mean I'm just saying. your page looks great i mean yeah in, we're putting in good work. Because yeah. I, I was going to say, and this is kind of second what uh, Blake was saying, like your page is great, not just, you know, in the content, but the layout, the look of it. Like yeah. the one thing, like the fact that you told me, oh, it's only three people. I'm just like, really? Because yeah. just the layout, the formatting, the, it's <laughs> like, wow, this dude took time in putting this together. Like it, you could, you could just easily just repost people's stuff. And I mean, I do that on my page. You could just repost somebody's stuff 
and just yeah. put, you know, change the caption. But you actually, you can tell us like, no, this guy took time to craft this together. Yeah, wow. yeah, thank you. Oh yeah, so um, I mean, we three, but I I got a few designers that helped me there and there, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they helped me with that. But like, yes, so it's mostly it's my ideas. You know, I got to think about all this. Well, I get the information, then uh, you know, you got to tell it to the designers so they, they do it the way you want it. And uh, yeah, man, but like, yeah, that's a uh, right now. Yeah, it's pretty much my uh, right now is me. But you know, as we grow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grow, we're gonna get more people on this. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, let me ask you this. Um, Patrick, did I do number three with the surprising challenges? Or I think yeah, yeah. So what are some of the surprising surprising challenges that Afro Ballers has to deal with? You know, of course, pre-COVID, like uh pre-COVID. Uh, uh I think the biggest challenge is to get accepted by the biggest corporations. Uh, and uh for them to, to be recognizing Afro Ballers as the, the, the media for African athletes. I think officially it's starting to look like this, uh-huh. uh, but uh, uh, now the, the the biggest challenge is to make it the biggest platform for African athletes worldwide. So, man, that's the that's the that, that's the ambition, and that's what we strive for, and that's the challenge that you know I'm facing is to get also to gain that credibility and that respect from the people that are in the game already. Because I'm I'm new, I'm new, I'm new to this. Is this something just as simple as like I don't know? I'm just thinking from my imagination, if like Giannis, Ibaka, and Capella say, go follow Afro Ballers, and then it makes you legit? I think it would help. It would help. Um, I think when when they say that, um, I don't know I don't know if you guys are very, really familiar with the uh, media space. There's a, you, have, you have your brand, uh, Bunch of Boys. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's a podcast, but when, I think when it comes to media, there's a whole thing. There's a whole ecosystem. You must have a whole revenue model. Uh, that makes sense. You must have, you must have, uh, you must act on the tech side as well a little bit, uh, and then you must get the recognition from the other athletes as well. Right. So, all this will make you, you know, the, the platform that's respected. Uh, right. So we 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 there, man. We we have a website that's running. Uh, it's doing it's doing pretty good. Uh, we got a got a decent amount of visits a day. Uh, the social media is uh, is on the growth. It's growing as well. Right, the, the app is going to come out in uh, normally in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, man, we working, man, we working. Well, okay. Patrick, hit, hit, hit that next one, Patrick. Okay, and I would change the order just a little bit because you've already he's already started to go into it. So, yeah. what kind of partnerships do you currently have, uh, Afroball specifically? Or uh, currently have, man, there's nothing really like right now. It's all talks. It's a lot of talks in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a uh, there's athletes that wanna, you know, use it as their own platforms to uh, to uh, to talk, to, mm-hmm. to interact with fans. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of things that I put in the background, and uh, when everything gets done, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Especially like there's a few ones that that we're still talking right now and still structuring, but right. said and done, yo, we, this is gonna. This is going to this, this is going to take Afro Bullets to another level. Honestly, that's uh, I just can't wait to officialize those things. But um, yeah, this is happening, man. We the partnerships. There's a there's a we're working a lot with Afro Bullets and Magazine. Uh-huh. Yeah, we uh, we work with them a lot, uh, and there's a platform called Afro Beating as well that we work with mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. Um, and uh, everybody that kind of want to partner with us uh, right now, like. Uh, 
uh, I can't look what he's like. Um, I think you must know this page called DR Congo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We interviewed him. Yeah, we interviewed him like a month ago. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I don't work with them officially, but you know, we, we discuss sometimes. They send me some info, or or I, sometimes I talk with just recruiters and stuff like that. You know, just to give more information. And uh, overall, like. Afroball is a platform for everybody. So everybody that wants to partner with us, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that this is free. Like I, I I'm ready to partner with everybody for like on a, an official level as well. So uh, yeah. like, I just really wanted to be the people's media for African sports. So I just want people to get that comfort mm -hmm. of uh, saying us a DM and you know, get a conversation, man. Like I, I don't mind just talking to DM sometimes. Right. So, I think that's great because Kevin, you two, you guys are, are at the forefront of this because it wasn't until once we started doing Bantu Boys and we started like research and we're like, we didn't even know Afro Ballers existed. We didn't know DR Congo basketball. We're like, this is great. You know what I mean? Because we need that back home. Like, we need that. That's great. That's great. That's great. How did you find out about Afro Ballers? I mean, I'm like, I, I'm a, I'm a basketball fan, so I love NBA. I love basketball. So when we were like looking at guests. I remember, I think I might have followed Surge, and, and then from Surge, I think I saw DR Basketball, and then from then, you popped up. And I was like, Afro Ball, I'm like, what's that? Like, I was more upset that I didn't know about you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, why did it take me this long to find you? Okay. I don't know. I think, I think it's kind of hard to grow. I mean, on the IG nowadays, you know, it's not like back in the 2012, 2013 days where, you know, uh, people just think like back in the days, people used to comment. There was no DMs. Yeah. So people comment, and then your friend got to come on the other thing and watch the clip, or he's got to watch the video. And then yeah. Right. He's got to send a comment. So before you know it, you get like 150 comments. Right. But like, now, nah, all this is happening in a DM. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think uh, this plays a role as well. And I think the algorithm as well is just harder, man. No, and that's why it's like it's funny you say that because my comedian buddies that are that have big pages since yeah. Corona, they've noticed their numbers have been like altered. The algorithms have changed. They're like, yo, I usually average a thousand comments. I'm not getting that. What's happening or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a. It's just it's funny, man. Like that, this is why this is why like Afro Ballers and I think any media brand mm. has to bigger than just social media. Like, I mean, literally, you must be present yeah. every single social media, uh -huh. but you must make sure that you create an identity uh, for your brand that's not only associated to, to, to who you are on Instagram and Twitter. Like, yeah. you be affiliated to, to, to a brand, you know? Yeah. Like, if you watch any other brands, they have compelling content on on, uh, on Instagram, but they also have compelling content on Twitter or right. on YouTube or on their website. Right. You know? So uh, that, that's what I'm trying to say. So like this is like, when you actually look at it, like media companies, mm -hmm. they create identities for themselves on the on, on various media platforms. So uh, yeah, so that's no. really gonna be doing this, man. No, that's but right, now, right now, the biggest like if you if you be big on IG, uh -huh. like, you can get a lot of things done. So like right now, we focus a lot more on IG for now, but mm -hmm. we got to grow the other platforms as well, so we can. Respected as a brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you call it, Kevin? Uh, let me ask you this: uh, Afro Balls and Afro African Chop House. You guys joined forces to create a special moment where you could host our players, creatives, and executives during the All Star Game weekend mm -hmm. uh, in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And how did how did that how did that form? How did that uh, come? Uh, so 
first of all, uh, African Chop House is known for doing those uh, those gatherings a lot. And uh, I think they, they do most of them in New York, but they, they happen to make them happen in other places. Uh-huh. So, um, uh, you know, they, they were in Chicago. Uh, we were having an event. Uh, and they were having an event. And we were like, yo, man, we, we both going to have African crowds. So, you know, let's just right. get it all together. So, uh yeah, man. So we uh, we we joined forces for that weekend. Uh-huh. That was a great event. Like uh, honestly, it was uh, it was uh, I think for me it was the first time that I got to see the impact of my work. Yeah. Uh, like you know the the, the president of NBR who was there. Pops Mr. Bob Pops Mr. Yeah, yeah. He was the, he was the George Mason, right? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he was at George Mason, like was it George George Washington or George Mason? He was in the final yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. yeah, George Washington, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was there. There was a couple journalists. There was uh, people that worked for really known brands and right. uh, people that I mean, the official the presidents of like the Nigerian basketball team and uh, you know, uh, you really got to see the the. I mean, I really got to appreciate. The, the impact of my of my work and of my work and my team's work right has been done over the the, the the year the year it's only one year so yeah. I mean, year and a half now but at the time it was one year of work so uh, that's that was really humbling uh-huh. uh, um, I'm also thankful because you know I shop house was able to uh to people they, they I mean they used to do static events so those were a lot of people uh, uh-huh. It was very valuable to the event, but I think that was really good. We also managed to uh, to get some content that we're going to release when the right. video is going to come out and stuff. So um, yeah, man, it was good. It was good. It was. Uh, I think it was. Good. It was really good for me and really uh-huh. humbling and uh, really motivating at the same time and inspiring to just keep going because I know, I know we can do. I know we can do better. Yeah, and, uh, we got to do better, man. You know, we we got to be up there. No, it's great because for I know for you, just even for me to watch that, I was just like, we have a market and we have the support. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Like, there, if you're doing your job or you're you're do, you're working really hard, there's other African entities that are like, hey, he's doing something. Come do something with us. Exactly. Like like you say, like uh, when you do something like that, you see that other Africans are ready to partner the way. Right. We got Africans that are running important positions to uh, Twitter or CNN or you know uh, other big institutions. Right. When they come to your events and they they, they see the work ethic that you have and uh, you guys are able to 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 have a chat and they they kind of see that you align with their with their core uh, core values, you know, then the discussion for partnership you know starts happening starts you know. Right. It starts going. So, like you said, like yeah, I think we, we gotta also make sure we connect with our people. So, I think the advantage of those type of events is that you're able to connect mm-hmm. uh, with uh, people from that you never heard of before and different backgrounds, and uh, you know, just get everything together. Right. Get every everybody together. Um, go ahead, Pat. You can go ahead and hit that hit that next one. Okay. So, um, just wondering. Do you have any like relationships? I mean, obviously, you talked about uh, playing basketball with Clint Capella, uh, Capella, Capella. Let me say that yeah, correctly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
But do you have any relationships with any other Afro boss? Because I know you said there's some people, it sounds like, but is there any that you can disclose those relationships? Uh, disclose? Uh, yeah. It's okay if you can't, but I just want We understand. We understand. Yeah, I think it's best I don't, don't say anything here. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, understand. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a. Uh, I think uh, I, I saw the, the the note that you wrote, Dennis Schroeder. Uh -huh. So like Dennis Schroeder, like uh, his brother, his brother was following the platform on one of the first. I think before we even go one k follower, we mm. following Apple Ballers, and um, I, I don't even know how I spotted that it was his brother. Right, so, right. You know, man, I just sent a DM and we started talking, blah blah blah, uh -huh. and. Man, I think he just liked the movement, and you know, Dennis Schroeder. Even though, like, this is for the people in the comments that say Dennis Schroeder is not an Afro baller. Yo, he was born in Germany, but his parents are Africans. From Dennis Gambia. Dennis is from Gambia. Like that, you know. Yeah. That's what I hate. Like, remember during um the All Star Game, Kevin? When you know how this All Star Game they did a um they do the draft now, where LeBron yeah. and Giannis pick the teams. Yeah, yeah. Remember when Yana said, I'm going to pick my African brother, um, Embiid? And everybody was like, well, he's from Greece. No, he just lives in Greece. Exactly, man. Said, That's true. Let me ask you this, Kevin. What is, like, your dream partnership or collaboration? I'm, I'm assuming, of course, the NBA, of course. Does anybody yeah, else? I think um, to be able to, uh, to partner with every single major sports league uh, for an African audience, or Afro audience, you know, that's the dream. And also, um, uh, Ghana grew Afro ballers bigger than just the media side. I mean, still media, but like, you know, I would like to kind of go into um, media rights as well. Mm -hmm. uh, at one point, you know, kind of distribute those rights in Africa. Because mm -hmm. uh, I just feel right now that um, we are the only, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we're the only sports media Mm -hmm. That's able to talk to a young audience, right? Uh, probably, uh, like, and today, like, we know the continent is really young. Yeah, uh, yeah. The yeah. continent is eighteen years old or younger. Yeah. Uh, I think we, if we keep working and we become what we believe we can become, mm -hmm. uh, I think we should be able to have an impact or influence on the youth and the way everything is seen, at least from the sport, sportive side. Right. And that's a great selling point for you know later on when we want to partner uh, to when we want to structure um, strategic partnerships with um, bigger entities. In right. So uh, yeah, man, we just got to keep working and uh, you know trying to be that company that just uh, that really influences and works with uh, the young people. So at that point, you know everything should be easy. So it's a matter of just going to. Uh -huh. Platform, man. I'll say this, Ricardo, before you go, and Kevin, I'll, I'll, I, I tell this to all of our guests, or we say this to every guest, tag us. We're here to support. You know what I'm saying? Like, it yeah. takes nothing to repost and get the word out. Like, it's five seconds. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't tag us. We're doing something great. Please. You're our brother. We share. Yeah. People need to know about this. I got you. I got you, bro. I, I will share your work. <laughs> I, like, I like the concept of what you guys are doing. Like, I really, really mess with it. I didn't really know about it. No. Uh, uh, I saw, but I like the logo. Oh, thank you, <laughs> Thank you. That logo always like catches my eyes. I say, oh, these are the Congolese YouTubers. I don't know why, why you got so many names on IG. 
Yeah, it's, it's a lot of different accounts, brother. Oh, a lot good. of different accounts. Oh, that's Ooh, that's okay. what what but you know what it is? Like you said off camera, the time is now where we're all like, we got, we, everybody got the bug. You know, like you said, Africa's young. So we're yeah, all, we, we got to get out. We got to try to get out. So yeah. That's the truth, man. Yeah, trying to get out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it, man. That's pretty much it. So, um, Pat, you want to go to the next one? Yeah, yeah. So this one, and you, you started going to it. Like, what opportunities, like economic opportunities for sports yeah. do you see in Africa specifically? Mm. Oh, man. Mm. So many. So many. Mm. Uh, I think, uh, first, first and foremost, we got to invest in courts. You got to get more courts everywhere. Right. Sports, basketball courts, any sport. Uh, simply because kids don't start training by themselves. And uh, they still start playing. And, you know, like, uh, like I, I mean, you guys are in America, so I think you know that you need to go to the street. You see the basketball court, and people are always bowling. All yeah. the time, bowling. So, like, we, we need to get that in Africa. I'm, I'm in Africa right now. Uh-huh. And um, there's only one basketball court that I've seen the whole day because you see my neighborhood. I mean, because uh, you know it's a private neighborhood, so there's no one. But the rest, I've not seen any basketball court anywhere. When I when I was in America, uh-huh. if you go right court, right, you know what I'm Kevin, so, like, Kevin, look, when you know the the owner of the Clippers, right? When he bought the team, you know what he did? He went to South LA where all the black people are. Patrick, you know this. He put a bunch of clipper courts. So now you have kids under 10 that are like clipper fans that would have been Laker fans because he yeah. just put so many clipper courts all in LA. And I respect that. That's yeah. what's going to be done. Like, so this is why I'm really hoping the BAL will become uh-huh. what I think it can become like the, the powerful league, but not only in terms of um, competition among the players. Right. So we among the owners of the teams, like you wanna like I know right now that the, the BL is not structured like the NBA. It's mm. not structured like the NBA, it's structured more like um like a European football. Right, right, right. Mm, okay. Uh-huh. Um, like teams that you know it's the best teams that kind of get in the league, right? Uh-huh. So um but I just want people to start investing in those teams. So investing in those teams to start building the real some uh, some some type of pedigree. Right to, uh, to um, every African team, and then uh, it's going to be easier for us. Like literally, like you said, like when the owner of the Clippers came, Steve Obama came and made courts in everyone in LA. Right. Same thing when when uh, whoever's going to buy a team in Ghana or in Congo and stuff like that, he's got his aim has got to be bigger than just be to bigger than just participating in the NBA. It's got to be about impacting the whole right. community. And yeah. create for the whole people around, as well as being able to create a team that can compete and win a championship. So, right. um, when you say opportunities in Africa, like I think it's a matter of um, first of all, uh, grassroots program, mm-hmm. uh, courts, more courts, um, investing into um, into the infrastructures, uh, like yeah. to get a real arena, like for anybody so they can train properly as well. Right. Uh, and uh, we gotta also educate ourselves about sports uh, mm-hmm. because um, this, this is this is such a big industry that Africans overlook so much. Right. Uh, 
Right. And you can give boosts to economies. And um, I think there's like, like if you watch like the impact of LeBron on Cleveland. Right, right. I think he, because he was there, Cleveland was earning an extra like $20 billion a year. Yeah. And yeah. And when he left, the town just, you know, just became boring and it became dull. Uh, and like, literally, like, you gotta realize that sports can bring you so much traffic into your city. Like, you can just right. catalyze the economy of the whole city. You can be able to, to invest, to build, to right. just create like, next level stuff. And, like, literally, I dream of Africa. Uh huh. Modern, that can you can literally go to Africa and feel like you are in Dubai or in New York or you know, but just the African version of it. You know what I'm saying? Look, Kevin, you know it's funny you saying that about LeBron. I'm here in LA. I'm a Kobe's my favorite player of all time. God bless the dead. And remember when he ruptured his Achilles? Yeah. And he wanted to retire. He was like, I'm done. But the Lakers signed a big Spectrum deal, the cable company or whatever. Right? It was like a like a, I don't know two two billion dollar deal. So when yeah. they paid, they were like, yo, we have to pay him because he runs the whole L.A. downtown economy. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, it's, you know, my dream is if every African nation has their own team and we just have like an Afro league. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if Ghana has their own league, the best of that league plays. Yeah. Nigeria, it's not. It's, uh, this, this, these things exist. These things exist already, like. Uh, championships within the country, uh-huh. but, you know the infrastructure is not the same. The investments are not the same. Right. Uh, nobody's like really looking at these, and but I know guys that play professionally in Africa their whole career, man, and they, they don't complain. They love it. They literally love playing here in Africa. Really? Yeah, man. They they literally love it. Like you talk to BAL players, some of them they play in Africa their whole career. So, um, okay. uh, I think it's cool. I think this is cool. We just gotta. Uh, make sure we get more, more, uh, more exposure. Uh, like when I say that, like you think about players like George Reha, he mm-hmm. was playing African African leagues, and out of nowhere made it to Europe and then won the Ballon d'Or uh, in the nineties. And that could be the same thing now if uh, guys here in Africa, like if you get more exposure of what's happening on the continent, championships. Yeah. You know, you go, you may, you may be able to just grab a kid and take him out. Yeah. Right. Um, to, to America just to play. I mean, not necessarily America, but at least like uh, until Africa is ready, somewhere right. where you really get the right tools to get ready for the next level. Like um, I remember watching the, I don't know if you know the Afrobasket. Afrobasket is like um, the African Cup of Nations for basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 I know that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like, so they, the thing is that they had this for like under 16, under 18, blah, 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 right? Uh-huh. And, um, so I this uh I watch these man I watch these just for, for my own fun but like I see that some of the kids that were killing it in the in those uh, tournaments you know some of them have been able to travel all the way to America mm-hmm. now or they travel to Europe simply because just for that two weeks time when they were playing for that for the team that there'd be more exposure and um they they've been able to make it but can you imagine the amount of kids I mean because I see them myself right. Uh, because I, I get a lot of DMs commissions, right? Right. Uh, boys. I see them. So can you imagine the amount of talents that's left untapped on the continent? And yeah. because they don't have anything to kind of expose them or, or give them, they don't have a platform that gives them 
a way to be seen. The talent is crazy, man. Like we just yeah. gotta structure all these things and and use. I think we gotta use sports as a way to get income the continent. We gotta yeah. use um, sports and tech because I don't know. We can't make much out, out of the oil and gas and cocoa that we have. So, Kevin, when we interviewed DR Congo, he said, you'll walk around Africa and you'll see like a 13 year old that's six foot four just walking around. You know, in America, they'll grab that kid and be like, no, 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 no. Straight up, like literally straight up. They, they, if he's six foot 13, 14, say, yo, man, you got to play ball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's an opportunity to become, uh, you become, as soon as you play, in, I mean, in the NBA or even in your league, mm -hmm. if you're not at least you have half a million in your account. You know what I'm saying? And that's, yeah. that's a lot of money, man. Yeah. And you know, you know, impact the people in the continent as well. Yeah. yeah. And you, you touched on it earlier, but, and it's one thing, like, it, it came up in the interview we did with DR Congo Basketball, and you brought it up a few times in this one. It's the, you know, unfortunately, Africa with oil, gas, other resources, there's so much politics and danger on that kind of stuff. But the beautiful yeah. thing about this athletics and sports is literally you now can, maybe it's not the right word, but you you're, you can exploit yourself. You can exploit your own athletic ability and use wow. it to change well, your whole your whole situation for you and your family. Because now yeah. you come to wherever. You play in Europe, you play in, in the States, you get an education that maybe you wouldn't have been able to get back in your home country. Now you got more access to funds and now you're sending it back home. You're sending it back to the family. You're contributing in some kind of way. And if you have enough people doing this, you could change the kind of situation, living situations of a lot of people. Exactly. I think that's a, that's what we got to try to do, man. Because we, we need that in Africa for now. We need that for now here, man. So, yeah. Um, oh, go ahead, Kevin. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Kevin. I'm sorry. But I said, like, um, I said, like, we need to do that for poor people. Uh, yeah. Those, those, I mean, those of us that been able to to get a decent education, yeah, uh, to to get a decent job and uh, and uh, in our platforms like like we have, like we own, yes, sir. I feel like this is our duty to to, to you know uh, at least do something for our people in the continent. If it's if it's not uh, financially uh, driven, at least it's got to be. Some sort of inspiration, a platform where they can express themselves, where they get to talk, and you know what I'm saying? Right, right. You gotta build this. You gotta build this. So, so Dr. Kevin, um, we're all in COVID 19. I hope you and your family are like all healthy. What type of effects has it been on, on athletics that you've seen? Because, you know, like the NBA is postponed. I think they said, is it gonna start in September or? Well, I think uh, the. the I saw, July. No, no. Okay. Uh, what, what, what is what is ball season? Patrick, what's that? The the the, the bat, you know, the Africa League. The bat, oh, I'm the, sorry. Yeah, we. I know I got the order mixed up, but at least the last article I read said that they were hoping maybe they could come back in September or come back. I actually have it start in September, but we'll see. Yeah. Um. The COVID, I think COVID just delayed everything, man. Oh, but man. In, in, in a good and in a bad way. In a good way because everybody was home. Everybody's been home for a while, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of phone calls that you're not able to, that you've not been able to, to get, or a lot of things that you're not been able to organize, mm -hmm. finally have the time to get them done, to get it done. 
so that was cool. But I think now it's, uh, it's, it's a stretch now, you know. It's a bit too long. We need to start moving again. But um, the world, you know, I mean, this the virus is real. The virus is real. So as great as a superhuman you, you want to feel, right? Uh, you can catch the you know. Uh, that's a that's terrible because you can like I think it's like because we're still young, we should be able to go through. I mean, you know, I still see cases that can go through, but technically we should still go through. But you don't want to impact the people that are around you. Uh, that disease, so it's tough, man. So you literally every decision that you make, you gotta. It's bigger than just yourself. It's about everybody that's around you. Uh, yeah. That's the thing about the COVID nineteen. But like, yeah. So in terms of sports, um, yeah, it's just been uh, frustrating because like you literally you have to reinvent yourself as a brand. Right. Uh, yeah. Like mine that just does sports content. Uh, Gotta kind of, you gotta go back, back, back. You gotta read those reports. You gotta understand this player. What did he do this back in the days? What happened there? Blah blah blah. Uh, you have to get like even the content from the website. Uh, you write so we, like we go back. We, like we wrote a story about Pele that I haven't even shared on the Apple Boys IG yet because I wanna I wanna break it down properly. But um, like you like there's a story of Pele that uh that there was like a civil war in Nigeria. Yeah, and Pele um, came, Pele came to play, and for two days straight, they just stopped fighting just to watch Pele play. So Pele, sorry, isn't that crazy? Like it's just, like, just immediately we just stop. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Literally. So like you see, like now you go, like the thing about the COVID is that now you have to go back in history. Uh, uh, so in a way, that was good because I, I got to understand so much more than what's just happening now and today. Because you get caught up in what's tonight today, then you know you don't really care about the past. But like um, we we come from, you know, there's a there's a history of what we've done in about the African continent that uh, that you know I'm I'm trying to, to share now as well on the platform. So you can share the website. There's been a lot of that content uh -huh. on the social media. It's not out there yet. I need to uh, I need to break it down in a way that you know it's going to be understandable for everybody. But uh, very soon it's going to be out there. It's going to be a series called uh, Know Your Greats. Mm. That's going to be, be dope. Um, Pat, if you want to go to number nine, I'm sorry. Hey, no, no. So, Pat, this, obviously you're like, right. Are you freeze? You, wait, sorry? you're not saying? Oh, Pat, I was going to say, if you want to go to number nine? You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, so, you're got COVID? <laughs> maybe. Hopefully not. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um <laughs> But, you know, you have a front row seat to all of this. So are there any, like, up-and-coming players right now that we should, in any sport, that we should, like, keep our eyes on? Any sports? It's Mukoko. Cameroonian guy who plays at Dortmund. Uh-huh. Super beast, man. Uh, soccer, that's football. Uh-huh. Uh, basketball, man. Uh, yo, you guys need to start watching those guys in Europe. We, you know, they, there's a few of them that are going to be coming. You guys are going to be like, what? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're gonna be like, what? Uh, I mean, you can see the the guys like the the, the, the Doncic, like some guys like that playing yeah. the same thing that we're used to. But like, yeah, I think I'm gonna just make a quick list real quick so it can be uh, broken down. I think uh, the most exciting talent to watch right now might be this. Uh, I think um, I, I want to put this South Sudanese key kid called uh, Omaha Billy. Uh, I want to put. Number one, number two, I want to put this uh, 
the police kid called Ayel Porti, who plays in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number three, I want to put uh, this Congolese one called uh, Victor Wembanyama. I don't know if you heard about it. No, only it's funny because I only know is he, he's not in the states, is he? No, huh? Uh, he's in France, but man, yo, yeah, yeah. these guys the real deal, man. Uh-huh. Like, the thing is, um, like, there's a lot of this. No more. There's when it comes to basketball, mm-hmm. uh, when they're black in Europe, they're mostly Af- most of the time they're African. Like nine right. times out of ten, they're gonna be African. While in, uh, in America, it's a different story. Right. So we went to Nyama, came out in Winsu, uh, he plays for uh, Lyon in, uh, in France. Mm. And then uh, my fifth one would be Ria Mukoko, uh, like I said, in, uh, in uh, football. Uh, I think he's an exciting talent. But mm. that's my, that would be my top five, man, to watch. Okay, it's funny because I'm thinking about, like, um, we got there's this kid, Jonathan, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's number one in high school. Yeah. And um, he's in New Jersey, Congolese. Oh, uh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kuminga, yeah Kuminga is real deal, man. Yeah, Kuminga, <laughs> man. he's already made it, bro. Now, yeah. he's, uh, he's, uh, yeah. he's gonna be big, man. Now, so like, I, like, like, I, like, you know, I think like you guys have been watching sports for a minute. Uh, sometimes it's like sports is all about your real power. Like you can yeah. have all the friends in the world, uh-huh. but if you don't have that real power, uh, you're not gonna have a good impact. So just like I think the. I think that's the key for every player. So if Kuminga comes hungry, because we know he's, we know he's got the talent to be an all-star. We all know that now. Yeah, right, right, right. You just got to be hungry to get those rings, bro. You got to be, like, he's got to get those. So he's got to be, yeah, he's got to stay hungry. If he stays hungry, yeah. eat, man, he's going to be, he might just be, he might, like, yeah, I, I don't know, but he might be able to compete with Hakeem. No, here's the thing. You see Giannis, Giannis yeah. MVP. If Giannis wins like two or three championships, it's gonna set the standard for all the other Africans. We're gonna be like, well, you can't just come here and just ball. You gotta mm-hmm. get rankings, MVPs. Yeah, but that's the right. Like you gotta do it right. Like I keep set the bar straight. Yeah, it's so underrated. So underrated. Huh? Yeah, so I, I really think like I keep. That's my own. That's my own personal debate. But I think. I think Hakeem, uh-huh. when I think Hakeem, if he had to play the uh, the, the the Bulls, uh, in a, <laughs> in a, so that '94 ring, yeah, yeah, I think they would have won it. I think. Yeah. They would have won it. Let me tell you something, Kevin. When Jordan, you ask Jordan, who's your starting five? He always sees Hakeem as the center, and you remember when he got drafted. He only got mad that Sam Bowie got picked in front of him. Never a king. Because yeah, George was like, he was like this guy. Yeah, he's the real deal. He's the, the real deal. He's the, the real Akeem is Akeem was the real deal. And like he was talented. And right. I think he's over I think people overlook him. Like at in his wait, in his second year, he went to the NBA finals. Right. Right. So he won, right. He 86. And he won. He won two rings without no Scotty people on his side. I mean, that he had no, no, nobody on his side. L- listen, I think, uh, I think the reason why we overlook him because he wasn't loud. He's not. Yeah. He's not he was Tim Duncan before Tim Duncan. Right, right. And mm-hmm. you know, his whole ordeal was just like I just bust people's ass on the court and I go home. He didn't yeah. do commercials. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? He doesn't. He's not loud. No. Yeah, he's not loud. And yeah, he's still not that ego. He's a he was he was a man. He was just doing his work. He was just doing his job. And you can you can tell how good he was because when think about when Kobe was alive, LeBron. Who did they go to learn post moves from? They went to Akeem. Look, I gotta work with the dream. I gotta work with the dream. Crazy footwork. Yeah, crazy footwork, man. Like and B, like not like nowadays, and B got so much large one in him. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. And B, man, I just need him to just tap into his his inner body and just come out strong, man. Get the African out of him. So hey, Kevin, just- let me ask you a question. What's wrong with Embiid? You know what bothers me about Embiid? And yeah. Patrick, we're having a moment. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, do your thing. Do your thing. Tell with Embiid, Embiid is not like his lower body isn't strong. Like he's not physically in shape like he should be to me. You know what I mean? And Embiid's great. Like, he averaged 28 last year. Like, what am I talking about? But it's like, he could dominate even more. Because there's nothing he can't do. He can shoot, he can post, block shots, assist. Like, I don't know. Like, I think it's a, like I said earlier, like, he might just be the real power, man. Like, I, 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 I think he was the last dance. Like, it's a whole, if you want to be great, yeah, run you gotta be great. You can't yeah. be in, in, uh, in this. Like you gotta be focused on your nutrition. Yeah, be focused on your environment. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you gotta. You must have. You must find uh, um, distractions. I mean, you must have a few distractions, but that doesn't drive you away from your main goal. Right. Uh, like you gotta be like a whole ecosystem. Yeah. 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 Great. Um, so. I don't know where it is with Embiid, really. Uh, I think he's great. I think he's doing good. I, think, I just think he can be greater. I think yeah. he has not into his full potential. Yeah. And that's crazy to say because he's such a beast already. Such a beast. But he's such a beast. But, yeah, I think he's got, a, I think he's got more inside of him. And I just hope he just – I just hope he gets at least one, two rings, man. All right. Me too. I think, I, think he can, I think he can get it. I think he's got that in him. Yeah. Can be one of the greatest ever. Like you see someone like Giannis. Giannis, like that's a like, different animal. Like recently, people were saying Anthony Davis and Giannis, right? They said they said like Anthony Davis is more skilled than Giannis. Right. I'm not going to disagree with, you, with them. Like I think actually Davis got more skills than Giannis. Yeah. But that willpower, that willpower that Giannis has, that no, heart. Yeah, it's different. No. Because you know why? Because remember when, uh, you know, you don't have to say it. I'll, and these are my views. Giannis said, I don't want to work out with anybody. He's not asking for help. That guy, if you saw him his first year, how slim and thin he was to now, how ripped and cut he is, and how he goes to the rack with so much force. He's like, this is about business. Even remember when they played the Clippers and they beat the Clippers by 20 and what he was telling the Clippers, we're going to see you guys. We're here. Like, he's not playing around. Giannis is like, I want to be and we lost. He's not playing around. Mental strength, bro. Yeah, that's what it's about. Like, you got to have that mental strength. Yeah. And, um, like, I just feel like like maybe that's someone like MB doesn't have the same mental toughness. Because yeah. that's why, at the end of the day, this is what separates the grace from the good. Like, you, like, you see someone like like that that's that's an excellent basketball player. Yeah. He doesn't have that mindset. Yeah. 
Like he just that's what it is, man. So like like yeah, man. I think Amy is a more naturally gifted than, than Yanis. But I think Yanis is <laughs> the mental. Look, Yanis is like picture this, and I'm just saying hypothetical. I love Chris Middleton. But could you picture if you put Bradley Beal on the bus with Giannis? Oh, yeah, that would be WB. Right, you know what I'm like, like, And look, Giannis is winning 65 games. And I like Chris Middleton, but I'm just saying. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. If you put like the real Scotty on his side, yeah, that would have been like. Oh, he's going to get two or three rings easy. Two, oh, or, three, easy. two or three easy. easy. Two like, as long as he doesn't do what he did last year in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Like he doesn't, as long as he doesn't chicken out like uh-huh. he did last year. Because last year was was going to go, man. Right. He's chickened out, man. He's just chickened out. I don't know what happened, man. He's chickened out, bro. But it happened. It was his first time. So, so I get after him. So, Kevin, who we, uh, you kind of hinted on it. I think you said one. But who are your top five, top five African athletes? I have mine. Who's your five? My five? Uh-huh. Full time? Uh-huh. Sudan? Man, that one was Dan. I, I don't I, I know. Which little question is Dan? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Zidane Hakim. Uh-huh. Dikembe. Uh-huh. Uh, who will be my fourth? Uh, any sports, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, any sports. Yeah, any sports. Any sports. Uh, I got to go with AJ, man. AJ's doing things that we've never seen before. Okay. And then my fifth would be... Uh, I want to say Yanis. It's so weird because I was going to say, I thought it would be your fourth, but I, yeah. Yeah, I want to say Yanis because, simply because, man, like, I think for all of us that are, like, second generations Africans. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, this story talks to us a lot more than any other stories. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's real, yeah. Dad, like, he, he's, got, he's got the dual citizenship. He's Greek and Nigerian. Uh, I'm European and African. I've got both nationalities as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's able to bowl out there uh, and, and be the MVP of the league, and that's like Crazy. that's something that I think every every kid of the diaspora can relate to. That's the most relatable story I've ever had myself. Yeah, like I think if I was a kid right now, instead oh. of looking at LeBron or Kobe or right or yeah, one of those guys, right, I would have been looking up to Giannis because he's like me. He's African. Right. Right. Got, you know what I'm saying? So I think yeah, he's got the best. I think for now he's definitely the one that you know I'm, I'm really, uh, I would really look up to. And he also really has those African values that we all respect. You know, family values. Right. Family values. Um, he's a family guy, and you know, as Africans, family is everything for us as well. Right. So yeah, man, Yanis. Yeah, Yanis, man. Uh, it's, it's funny because I had. I had Akeem, because I'm, I'm more basketball than soccer, just growing up here in the States. So it was Akeem Matumbo. I had Ibaka because he won a championship. I had Giannis as four. Yeah. Actually, I had Giannis as third, Ibaka's fourth, or whatever. And my fifth, maybe Sedan, right? But when you talk about Giannis, I like the point you brought up. If I was 12 years old right now, growing up in LA, yeah. I think. Because yeah. when, I, when I was 12, it was Kobe. He's in L.A. Hello? I think if, let's say, it was Kobe and Giannis, Hello? I would more to oh, wait, you. Oh, hold on. I think it's sound. You still there? Hey. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and let me tell you this, Kevin. You know why I personally related more to Kobe when I was like 10 or 11? He spoke multiple languages. He grew up in Italy. So we could relate to that. Yeah, true. Said, we're like, oh, he speaks languages too? Oh, he, he's foreign? Like he grew up in another country? Okay, yeah. I get it. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So with Giannis at 12 right now, he, I probably would have been a Bucks. I would have been a, I would have been a Bucks fan. I'd be like, oh, Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, straight up. I think straight up. Like as Africans, like yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but we, we just have to support him because the story is the best story for us, for our people. Right. You can relate to it. something we can relate to. Literally, you can relate to all that. Man, and like literally, like when you think about like uh, black people in France as well, most of, like a lot of them, are, you know, they believe in uh, poor, poor conditions as well. Mm-hmm. Like like yeah. Was like literally like Yanis, yeah. so that's just I think is the perfect storyline. I just yo, I hope Apple boys get to do that movie in like ten years or something about Yanis' life or something. Yeah, I know release one soon, uh, but you know maybe in ten years time Apple boys can release one, one as well. All right, so Kevin, we're all oh go ahead, Patrick. You want to ask this um, next question? I'll I'll do the last one. Hold on, let me oh, no worries, no worries. Where are we at? We had uh, number eleven, number eleven, sir. Okay, so. Um, this morning, the hypothetical, just, you know, imagine the future five years from now. Uh, what does Afro Ballers look like? How, how are things going for Afro Ballers? In five years' time, uh-huh. ideally, you are the number one platform. You will. For African sports, period. I mean, the thing is, like, uh, so this is what I'm realizing as well as we go. As we go. Uh, you got to start covering... African Americans as well, in, in a way. So everything that's like a mutual report has got to be on our platform. Right. But you also got to have the uh, the African content that's been, that's covered like and it's never been done before. You got to cover African content like nobody has ever done before. So in five years' time, I want us to be seen as the number one platform for African sport for Afro sports. Period. Right. Um, so I want us to be more than just a, a social media brand. We gotta be um, a studio. Uh, we must have a few series that must be out there. A few production that must be, you know, on a, um, video on demand platforms uh-huh. like um, you know Netflix, Hulu, blah blah blah. Whatever's gonna be. Okay, Kevin, Kevin yeah. do you plan on doing like a? I don't see. I grew up here in the states. When I was in high school, there used to be this Chicago prep show where they would follow the senior year of like top Chicago prep. Is that something you want to do with Afro Ballers? Where it's like, oh, I got the top. Yeah, we want to do this right now, man. Like, I can't even, I can't even close all the details, but <laughs> these, these are the things that we kind of working on. We really trying to get that content uh-huh. from perspective. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, when I say I want to inspire the people from the continent, I want them to get the content from our people, the authentic content. Like, you want to, like, you want to go into Kuminga's house, um, into Yanni's house when he's 16, 17. Right. So how he grows up, how this guy grew up sitting Khufu, how his mom tells him about the Bible and everything. Like, you know, there's a whole discipline that we have, there's a whole culture that we have that we gotta be able to tell the world. Like, that's, we, right. that, that's the passion behind it. Like, there's a whole story of us. Uh-huh. People, people don't even know us. Like, we have a whole culture, but man, I know so much more about, I mean, I know so much about white culture. I ain't even white. Right, right. I watch so many movies. I know so much about their culture, but they right. don't even do anything about mine. So I want to, I want to be able to create main, like mainstream, 
um, documentaries, movies, open, uh, whatever, man. That's that's uh, that that will speak to our people and gonna be able to tell our story to the to the world. You will. I can. It's funny, Kevin. I already see it. You will. I already I see it. Yeah, man. I you, you. Um, you know what? I wrote this down when we started, and I wanted to get your opinion. How do you feel about NBA African Americans that are like, hey, I can't make the Olympic team. I'm in the NBA, but I, I'm not on the Olympic team. But they want to play for African nations. So like Spencer Dinwiddie. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like, I'm gonna play for Nigeria. How do you think? I think that's great. What do you think about it? I think it's I think for nice break. I think for nice break. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, like in 10, 15, 20 years' time, when you have any you know, guys from the continent that made it, or you know, guys that are real Nigerians or real Congolese mm-hmm. or that can literally go and play for the teams. I don't think we need I mean, you can they can compete with the guys in America. I don't see the need of us mm-hmm. doing this. You no, know, I don't think there's a but I think yeah, for now, yeah, man, I'm over, man. Yo. Right. It's not going to the Olympics next, next year. Right. Then they, they all leave the Olympics with medals for sure. Like, they got Spencer D. People don't realize that Spencer D. Witty is a sick point guard, man. Oh, he's sick. He grew up out here in LA. He's sick. He went to Taft. Yeah. He's incredible. Yeah. The guy's incredible. So, him coming to Nigeria, like, to play Team Nigeria, that's going to be crazy. Right. Like, I don't know who else is going to come that, on that squad, but, um, I just I I think that there's gonna be a few NBA dudes like Jordan Wara, Josh Okogi guys that are gonna be there, maybe Charles Bossy, Precious at uh-huh. Like that squad is gonna be lit. That squad is meant to be lit. They they got Mike Brown as a coach. I don't know what else they're trying to do, but I know yeah. they're trying, I know they're gonna to try to do some super some some crazy stuff again before before it happens. Uh-huh. So God, just I'm just saying right now, we are going to get a medal. So that means we're gonna to be top three. In the world in 2021 Olympics, all right. So that's, I'm just stating it right now. That's happening. And, and Patrick, the coach, he said that guy coached at Texas. He coached Kevin Durant. So mm-hmm. that's that's how you re you reinvent. Like you're like, hey, let me, let, this is how you bring notoriety to you to looks like your team. That that's brilliant. So we're here with Kevin from Afro Ball. So Kevin, this is the last question. First of all, brother, thank you so much for doing this. We love everything you're doing. Support everything you're doing. I see. You. I see where you're going in five years. I just want tickets to the NBA Finals game. That's all I'm asking for. Give us Batu Boys tickets to the NBA Finals or the Africa Finals. Um, we ask this to every guest. What is your spirit animal? So what's an animal you uh, you see yourself in? Like for for me, it's a, it's a, a leopard or a black panther. I mean, a black panther, right? Or a leopard. Um, for Patrick, it's a falcon, right? So what? Like about like what's an animal that you share the character? Uh, what, what is it for Patrick? Um, a falcon. 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 Okay. So can you tell me why you have a black panther? Um, because you know a panther's mysterious. It's the only cat that can eat food in a tree, so it's special. It's unique. That's how I feel. I am. I was like, oh, I'm unique. I do things different. Okay. How about you? Why a falcon? Falcon. Um. It's weird. It's almost hard because I have a fear of heights, but I guess as a bird, you know, be able to fly high in the sky and they fly very fast, very fast, they're like 180 miles per hour, and they're big. I thought it was you oversee everything. That's part of it. That's part of it. But, yeah. you know, like yeah. for somebody who's afraid of heights, what's the best thing? Being able to fly. Mm-hmm. Then you don't have to be a fairy no more. So there's a, you know, a little, little psychology in there. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, I would say a Jaguar, man. Ooh, strong. Why? Uh, Cause I like I like to you know the very discreet animals uh, they attack 
from behind, like nobody sees them coming. Um, I like, I like. I like how that works, and they, you know, I like the dark ones. They, they're not seen a lot. I don't like to be too public as well. Uh-huh. Uh, like I'm, I like to be on the cover, and just do my work. Like, you know, I don't, I don't. This is really one. I'm really trying to impact in, uh, in the background, and I think, uh, I think people fear the jaguar because you know he's respected in the jungle. Yeah, he's still on the cover. He's still one of those quiet ones that you don't really know where he is, where he does, but you know he's doing something crazy. You know. So that's a that's a jaguar. Okay, I I, I I like that. Nobody, I don't think nobody's ever said jaguar. That's great. Um, so we're here with Kevin from Afro Baller. So Kevin, can where can people find you? Could you plug your social media page, please? Uh, myself. Uh, so first of all, everybody got to follow Afro Ballers. Afro Ballers. Yes. Yeah, you got to follow the movement. This is for the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, myself, my own IG is Kev underscore B W K E V underscore B W. Uh, on uh, Twitter, uh, my name is K Ball Wilson, or I got another one called JKS underscore BW. Uh, on Facebook, Kevin ABW, LinkedIn, Kevin Ball Wilson, and uh, yeah, and all the other platforms, otherwise, it's Alpha Ballers. Yeah, Alpha Ballers is the one to follow me, not really, but Alpha Ballers, yes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. That's the website, yeah. So every every black news is covered on the website now. Mm. It's not a mess, so you guys check it out. Uh, it's all black owned, black writers, black owners. You know, keep your real man. That's great. I was looking. Oh no, no, this is no, Kevin. This is great. And please, everybody, make sure you guys follow Afro Ballers. Follow Kevin on this journey. Um, you can follow. I mean, you guys are already following us on Bantu Boys. Like us on Facebook, Instagram. Um. Subscribe on YouTube, uh, and you can follow. And from there, you can follow me, Baleka Wisa, um, and Patrick. Give people your uh, your um, social media, please. Uh, you can find me at Congolese.YouTubers on Instagram, as well as African.YouTubers uh, on Instagram. We promote the culture, whether it's Congolese or just the African diaspora as a whole. Yeah, thank right. you guys for inviting me today. It was a pleasure for me. Not to uh, similar-minded people. You guys, good luck with, uh, with the podcast and uh, whatever you're trying to achieve as well. Oh. Uh, well, however we can help, you guys let me know. You know. Oh. I'm down, I'm down to help. Uh, I, I like you guys, like what you're doing. So, and let's make it happen, man. Oh, Kevin, absolutely. Thank you so much. So, what we'll do is, I think, if anything, um, Patrick, you can you can get um, you can email him uh, the Afro Ballers logo or whatever. So we'll let you know when we have a uh, we have the audio podcast and we'll tag you or whatever. So we'll probably tag you all week when we release this episode. And okay. uh, yeah, brother, yeah. And you know what? It's funny because Patrick, it'd be great for him to come to the Malaika. Mm, yeah. It, so next year we're gonna help host a uh, an event that uh, for this charity event with this Congolese supermodel. We'll give you the information. We'd love for you to come. We love okay. to remember that you when when we can start traveling again. Yeah, I'm, yeah, right, right, right. It's coming like crazy, man. So, I'm just waiting for that time. I'm just waiting for that time. Like right now, it's just a bit sensitive, but uh, whenever we can stop traveling again, man, I'm down to come to, come to California and you know, uh, just kicking you guys, you know. Uh, thank, thank you so much, brother. All right, well, if that, then next time, you guys, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much. Ha <laughs> ha